Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Anna. And this is Ace Chats. This is season three, where we continue to chat all things health, fitness, lifestyle, parenting, fashion, family, well-being, and so much more. We have loads of amazing guests and topics to discuss on this series. As ever, if you have any questions, please drop us a message. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at ace.transform, where we will continue to give helpful advice and tips on all things health and wellness. Hi, everyone. Hiya. Welcome back. We've taken a little break over the winter holiday. Yes. Happy New Year, Happy Anna. New Year. We're sitting here. It's, what's the date? It's January the 10th. So we're one week and a bit into... 2024. Yes, and we spent our first week back at work um, just getting our head back in gear. We were both a little bit jet-lagged because we both were lucky enough to be in Florida over the Christmas break. It's more than jet-lagged, isn't it? You're just so out of sort. Um, we were away for two weeks. I know you didn't get quite two weeks, but it feels like it was an eternity. Yes. It's really weird. Well, I think it's, like you said, the time difference. You yeah. feel like you're, you know, really are quite far away. Um, but also, it's just the uh, getting back, washing, you know, <laughs> the, the, all the stuff, and then getting the kids back into a routine. Yeah, I'm um, still struggling to get hard. people up in the morning, are you? Yes. But I'm definitely. struggling. It's just they're so dark and cold. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm in quite a light sleep when my alarm goes off, if not awake just before it. And every day I'm shocked when it goes off. I know, it is. This, I do think, is the hardest month of the year. January and January, February. I don't mind February. February what? psychologically is a short month. Well, and so we've got so, 29th this year. Okay, but it's still short. Yeah. Um, January just feels dark and cold and everyone's just a bit blah in I January. Think, I think they? the trick is to have um, lots planned and then it sort of gets you through the month. See, I don't like February, even though... Um, Ella's got a birthday in February this year. She's been on a leap year, so she actually has a birthday this year. But I I think January, February is the pits. March is still cold, but at least March, you've got that, like... like spring, spring is in, in the air. Yeah. Even when it's still very cold, because I know it snowed before in March, there's still buds, there's the still things changing. The days are getting longer, yes. and yes, all of those you things. You get about two extra minutes a day, don't you, of sunlight, what? which is... Um, excuse the, the building noise. Yes, the we've got builders next door, so I'm sorry. It is a bit... It might be a little bit noisy, this podcast. I think they're literally outside the door. They're on the other side of this wall. Well, if it gets terrible, we will move. Anyway, um, we've got loads to talk about today because, well, January is traditionally a very... um, Motivating. Well, it is a motivating month anyway, but it's... When it comes to fitness and health. Definitely. It's when our business, like, blows up, which is obviously great. But we're not actually interested in anyone, any sort of fair weather. We, We... Look, no, you can't say that. No, that's you're right, the wrong you're right. thing to say because right, we then. are interested in helping everyone improve their life. Um, what we, what, <laughs> what I think Anna was trying to say was oh, that what we saving the day don't saving want the day. is well, what we want is we want to help people learn how to be consistent. So what we get, and if you've seen, if you follow us on Instagram, and you've seen our our kind latest. of silly latest Instagram reel 
It's about how, you know, people start up in January and they're gung-ho and they're getting up at 5am and they're running to the gym and they're trying to squeeze in seven workouts a week and they're eating everything that's healthy and throwing out everything that's not healthy and they're doing everything that they can do. But by February, they've like gone so full in that by February, it's starting to wane and then by March, you know, are they still doing much? And by April, you know, it's pretty much done for. Um, So what we want is we want to show people how to start their fitness journey, especially if they're starting from scratch and how they can then keep it up for the whole year. Yes. And then keep going forever. And I think so much of it comes back to that all or nothing mentality. Like people think that if you're on a diet or if you're starting a fitness regime, you have to feel it. It has to almost take over your life. And people find that really hard to understand that they can also sort of be moderate in their approach also remove that all or nothing so eat healthy most of the time and we talk about this all the time and also have room for that chocolate bar or going out to eat I think people find that really hard and also what I've noticed is people always want quick results don't they so and if they don't see the quick results straight away they pack it all in so um you know recently we just uh we've started our new um, intake we've got lovely lovely large intakes it's really um we've got some great groups going on but someone you know was concerned that her calories were too high and and you know is the weight going to fall off that quickly and and actually our Working with people for so long, we have noticed that people can adhere to a slightly higher calorie count much better than a lower one. And it just removes some of that all or nothing mentality because you can breathe, you can eat all the things that you enjoy. Look, I'm not saying you won't have to restrict some things because ultimately, if you are eating less, you will have to restrict some of those things. Yes, to lose weight. To lose weight. Restrictive. Um, But it's so interesting this January period, isn't it? And, And different people's um approach yeah really yeah Um, totally I mean we were talking um the other day about the kind of things we could get you guys to do um you know set you a challenge and one of the challenges Anna thought and I'd love to hear your thoughts we'd I'd happily run this (laughs) I'm always worried that you kind of you know give people permission to do this and then you know you'll get the blame (laughs) yeah they call us if um you know they end up piling on the pounds but you know, this whole idea of heavy restriction, what we were saying is maybe we should get people to incorporate one little chocolate bar a day, every yeah. single day, fit it into their diet. If they're trying to lose weight, fit it into your calories. If you're not trying to lose weight, but just trying to be, you know, health conscious, just make sure that it is, um, you know, one small item that is self-packaged. So don't open a family pack of something and hope that you can only have one serving because that's always unlikely. Um, But something like a (laughs) two-fingered Kit Kat um, is a really great option. It's 107 calories, I think. You have it with your cup of tea at four o'clock in the afternoon and it's a lovely um, treat that you won't feel guilty about. Yep. And also, you know, even that word treat is a word that we do try and encourage people not to use because ultimately food is just food, which is just food. And some food is more nutritionally dense. Um, You know, some food you get more nutritional value in it than others. But ultimately, so long as the majority of your diet comes from good wholesome food, um, lots of fruit and veg and proteins and lots of fiber in your diet, uh, eating a chocolate bar shouldn't even be considered a treat. It could just be something that you consider part of your, 
you know, daily food intake. Yep. And again, it's one of these things that we have been told, we have been told as we were brought up, you know, by our parents, by our grandparents, you know, that a treat is a sweet, a chocolate, a packet of crisps, something that you probably shouldn't have too much of. But as soon as you start removing that and making it just a food item, you know, is it possible that you can actually start thinking of it as just a food item? And, and this not is this whole idea. You end up binging. I guess yeah, our biggest not... worry is once you get a taste for things. And I guess knowing yourself, like I know that if there is a bag of sweets open and I have one sweet, I am likely to keep going back. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, if I'm not eating sweets, I don't crave them or want them. So. I personally feel happy, like not happier, but you know, I know that if I don't have sweets around, I'm not going to eat them. And if I don't want to be eating sweets, then not having them around helps. Yeah. Um, but for some people, if they, um, you know, if they can control that, have one or two sweets or one biscuit from a biscuit packet, um, then great, go for it, enjoy it and, and don't feel guilty about it. And we'd love to challenge people to try. And the truth is, is that it might take time and the first few times you do that, you might end up eating three Kit Kats. Mm. But after a while of eating those three Kit Kats, actually, they won't feel so special anymore. And, you know, maybe just having one will be enough. Or, or you might just say, actually, don't want it at all. It's, it's, I mean, I've told this, I have told this story a gazillion times, haven't I, about the flake? flake. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to tell it because I don't know who's, who's listened to our podcast or heard us on Instagram or anyway. Um, so... My, I've, whatever, I've got teenage boys in the house. They like having some chocolate in the house. My kids have a pretty balanced diet. I don't mind buying a bit of chocolate. And I buy whatever's on sale because I'm quite a, uh, that's how I shop. Um, Frugal. Frugal. Frugal shop. Frugal doesn't have a nice connotation, does it? Anyway. Thrifty. 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 Whatever. Uh, They don't care what chocolate I buy, so I buy the one on sale. And um, there was a period when flakes were on sale, so they were like four for a pound, instead of four for a pound, 50, whatever. And one day I really, I really fancied one. I hadn't had one in years. And I really like Cadbury's chocolate. I think it's just the yummiest. And um, I had one. I sat down in the afternoon, had it. At the time I was tracking, so I put it into my fitness pal. Um, and it was delicious. It was literally delicious in my mouth. And the next day I did exactly the same. And the next day I did the same. And in terms of weight loss or weight maintenance, it didn't matter because it was all within my calories. Um, and I must have done this for about a month. I kept ordering it on my food shop. It was so delicious. And then the second month, just one day I didn't quite fancy it. And then the day after I didn't quite fancy it. And then I had one and then I didn't. And eventually... Did you go looking for something else? No. And eventually I just stopped having the flakes because they felt unspecial. They felt like something that was always available to me yeah. and accessible. Yeah, I've so... done it the same with um, Soleros. I've told you this. Yeah, Solero yeah, yeah. is like 100 calories. It's nothing. And in the summer, I love them. They're delicious. But again, I buy them when they're on sale. So I often have loads in the freezer. They're so accessible that it just stops feeling like something you yeah. need. It's really interesting. And, you know, we challenge you guys to try and... Yes, because if something. you completely, completely cut it out of your diet completely you will get to a point where you will be faced with it and all you'll want to do is stuff it in your face yeah and and then you feel rubbish about yourself afterwards yeah so um so yeah so we are endorsing (laughs) having a bit of chocolate every day charlotte said it not me (laughs) um but the disclaimer is is if you then go and eat you know a whole packet of two finger kit kats you can't come back and shout (laughs) at us because yeah. there is there is a warning 
and uh, know yourself as well. And it's what's really interesting is the um, you know that we've discussed this again a lot. The whole the fitness industry, the the dieting industry, you know, there's a lot of camps, and we follow quite a few people who talk a lot about food freedom and intuitive eating. And um, whilst that's all great in theory. To put that into practice... With time. is Lots and lots of time. time. Lots and but lots you of also, practice, lots of effort. But it's also going through things like this that you actually need yes, to do. And, more, and sometimes they go wrong. 100%. And you have to be incredibly patient. But also, from a, a completely um, kind of normal point of view, there is always going to be times of your life where it's impossible to be dieting or to be um, restricted. Yeah. Always. And it's how you deal with those times and how you bounce back from those times. And it will be the same if you're an intuitive eater or if you're a whatever eater. Yeah. You know, if you have a weekend off because of a celebration, because you've gone on holiday, because you've got a Jewish festival where you've got, you know, three meals a day of three courses each, it is really, really, really hard um, to eat really well and to um, keep, you know, even maintain your weight during that time so you have to know how to bounce back after that and not to throw in the towel and not to um hit the fuck it button as we call it where you just say oh well i've messed up now and then spend the next six months eating yeah and i think in this in those occasions first of all you have to give yourself permission to eat and enjoy because the last thing you want to do you know on your deathbed is say, i wish i'd tried that delicious food when i was on holiday or i wish i didn't feel so guilty for eating that delicious food when I was on holiday you know what we really want people to be able to do is make a decision in every situation that they are in and understand that even though it wasn't necessarily what they would have eaten if they were at home or making their own food it was the best decision they could have made under those situation in that situation and to be okay with it because that's huge isn't it so often we don't want to go out for dinner with our friends especially if we're trying to be good because there might not be an option on the menu or we try and manipulate where we go so that there's something on the menu that you want to be eating um, and actually it's such a healthy attitude to have which is you know this is the situation in front of me. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to eat it or whatever it is. Go along situation. with it and deal and, with it the next Yeah, but be okay with it. Yep. And just shifting, getting rid of the guilt, getting yep. rid of that feeling of, oh, and I've ruined my diet and then tomorrow's going to be, you know, ruined. And, you know, it's just yep. about, you know, living with it. I guess what we would love, and this is kind of bringing it back to the uh, topic of the week, is we'd love people to be able to not have to start every new year again or even month every monday. or every monday yes every monday is a real thing <laughs> but just bringing it back to kind of you know beginning of january new year's resolutions whatever it is um if you can be consistent throughout the year yeah and carry on that consistency into next year you will never need to be doing this whole you know new year new me thing well, we were discussing this the other day weren't we i said you know i've never sort of not been motivated to exercise and eat well sure my weight goes up and down a little bit but I've never n- not wanted to and it's just yep. because for us it's just our life it's not um and and I know everyone says oh you're trainers you're you know it's different for you but it's not because we weren't always trainers um and it definitely takes and we also face the same things we of, do you know family celebrations of eating out of jewish festivals of holidays and all those things yeah you know we are not immune to overeating 
Yeah. To, you know, we don't only eat healthy food all the time. It's not like we never eat any sugar or any yeah. anything like that. So, you know, we are human beings and we have the same struggles as everybody else. And we also have periods of our, of our lives where we want to lose a bit of weight. Um, we know exactly what to do to get that weight yeah. off. Um, we have a very good program to follow. <laughs> um, and, and we do when we need to, we, we get back on it and we know what to do. And we're not, I would never call us yo-yo dieters because we are totally consistent with our food. Yeah. I would say it's the kind of in between and the snacking and things like that, that, um, becomes less controlled when we are not the thing that, on Yeah, I mean, off. the thing that people don't realise is there's a very fine line between, you know, weight maintenance and a deficit or weight maintenance and putting some weight on. Because if you, if you, you know, we, we tend to put people in a calorie deficit of somewhere between 350 and 500 calories a day. And this happens all the time. You'll have someone who will diet the whole week um, and they might not lose any weight. And of course, we know the scales are the least reliable source of, you know, measure of fat loss but let's just say they were really accurate and someone hadn't lost weight and maintained their weight and you know we always sort of do a little bit of um detective work and try and find out what was going on and often it could just be you know lazy tracking picking a bit too much from your kids meals um overeating at the weekends and it really does take you from that deficit to a maintenance and i just don't think people realize how quickly that can happen yeah um which is why we always tell people to organize and to be prepared and to you know look at my fitness pal before you've eaten anything and to and to you know have shopping lists and you know all the things that are going to make your life that little bit easier and make it make you more successful um but again it goes it comes to also putting weight on it's quite easy to overeat slightly yeah and then you notice suddenly the weight's crept on and not just one day to the next um so i don't know where i was going with that but um but yes we are i think um it's just that we're not immune, that everybody, um, you know, from time to time will will have a, a weight loss goal. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. That is okay. Now, from an exercise perspective, um, you know, the gyms are having their best month of the year. This always happens. Always. This is where gyms make their most money because they get all these newbie sign-ons um, who will flood the gym floor in January February, February, you already noticed that there's less and less people on the gym floor. And by March, it's the same old uh, regulars that have been coming for years are still coming. And a lot of the newbies will have already not even, well, they won't have even quit their membership. They'll just stop coming. And so the gyms make fantastic money this time of year because they get all these people that don't carry on using their services so they're paying the monthly memberships but not actually you know using any of the um stuff that the gym is offering them um and the gym keeps making the money it's yeah. uh it's a win-win so what we want to encourage people first of all is either don't join a gym do it at home buy yourself some weights and just get on with it or go to the gym and actually keep going but the thing is, when you say actually keep going, the thing is, what again, it comes down to what we said before, this all or nothing. I think when people join a gym, you know, they, they rationalise it in their head. They say, I'm going to use it five days a week. I'm going to go every day after work. And for January, they do. And then it becomes really tiring. And, you know, suddenly it gets cold outside. And you think, you know, today I'm not going to go. And it you have set yourself such an unrealistic um, sort of expectation 
that it's almost impossible. It's like you set yourself up to failure, to fail. And, you know, when people do our program, they often say to us, oh my goodness, you've, you, you're making me do, you know, three workouts a week and get my 10,000 steps in. And we say, hold on a minute, take a step back, a complete step back. Because if you are someone who's never moved before and, and, and doesn't get many steps in the day, it's a massive, you know, ask for you to do that. So we always say to them, try getting one of your workouts a week, just one, they're half an hour, schedule it in. Do it on a Wednesday morning or whatever day it's more convenient. You know, put your clothes out the night before. Make it so that it happens every single week without fail. It becomes a non-negotiable. And once that has become so embedded into your life, then add a second one. And then if you manage to do that, then add another one. And, you know, if you do, if you have um, uh, joined the gym, don't go, you know, full hog and say, I'm going to go every day. Just say, when can I actually manage it? That in the long run, when it's March or when my kids have after school activities or when, you know, will I still be able to go? And go on. No, all I want to say is that um, people often, when they start calculating whether it's value for money to join a gym. It's true. They are thinking, well, if I go five times that's a week true, that's true. and I use all these services, then really technically I'll be spending only three pounds every time I go to the gym. Um, and that's what's interesting is that people think that they are getting value for money yeah. if they go five times a week. But if they stop after yeah. a month, the whole, getting, thing the whole thing backfires. So yeah. think about it as a slow burner. And also the same, it comes to steps. Now, whether you are, um, uh, we've got a little buzz at the door, whether you are a, um, well, whether you want to lose weight or whether you want to um, shape up, whatever your thing is, it's always a good idea to increase your step count. You know, there's, there's no one who can deny that. Um, 10,000 steps is just a number that's sort of been made up by some Japanese um, uh, inventors. Um, inventors, I don't know what they were. They were like, uh, oh, yeah, I think they um, they created the pedometer, didn't they? I think so. Um, but it's actually quite a good number because it seems to be more than people would naturally get on a regular day, but less, but not so much that it's, it's unmanageable. But um, back to that step count, if you're someone who doesn't really move much in a day, you can get to your end of the day on 2,000 steps. And the difference between 2,000 and 10,000 steps is massive. So if you set yourself the challenge of getting to 10,000 steps every day, it's massive. It's just, it's almost unobtainable. But if you say to yourself, you know, uh, I like using the 10% mark. If you set yourself an extra 10% every day, so the first day you've done 2,000 steps and you just go up by 10% every day, you get to 2,200 and slowly work your way up, you'll notice that before you know it, you can build on that. Or do something like, right, 2,000 steps, I'm just going to try and double that, get to four or five. Once that becomes that non-negotiable in your life, you know, make that seven and just go up in small increments and it can be really very um, effective, yep. really effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it as a marathon, not a sprint. Marathon, you would never, you know, go all out, sprint and see if you can do that for 26 and a half miles. It's impossible so um think about that when you are starting anything whether it's a diet whether it's a, a fitness journey you know even a diet try not to cut everything out in one go and you know do everything in one go try and you know start off by you know i don't know eating more protein and having one salad a day something like that instead of trying to do everything at once um, I was just going to say that try and also change your mentality about a quick weight loss. 
Um, Because like I said before, and you know, you've experienced it, we've experienced it, everyone has experienced it. You start a diet, you go in, you know, full hog, and it all goes wrong, and you put the weight back on, sometimes more, and then you do it again, and then it all goes wrong, and you put the weight on, sometimes more. If you take a bit more of a, you know, like we said before, a moderate approach, and just make that calorie deficit a bit smaller, make living that little bit easier, give yourself a bit more, you know, space in your diet for food, so you actually feel satisfied and full, um, sure, it will take longer, but the chances are is that you'll be more successful in losing the weight and keeping it off. And in fact, you know, what is the rush? If you are getting married and have a wedding in a couple of months, the chances are you'll be really motivated anyway to stick to a diet. But in the long run, nothing's really moving or changing. And you want to be healthy. You just want to be healthy. So just think to yourself, you know, what is the point of me stopping, starting, stopping? Because in that six months that I've stopped and started six diets, I could have just slowly plodded along yeah. and just chipped away at it. And month can I by also month. say another thing, which, um, you know, if you slash your calories really, really low um, and try and consistently stick to that, your energy levels are going to be it's so true. low. They're drop. And you're going to feel so tired that you're going to find it so hard to stick to it anyway. Um, so having those extra calories, um, still in a deficit, but having those extra calories yeah. will just give you the energy to keep going. Yeah. Um, and also I really want to come on here and say that there's no one specific food that is making you fat, um, changing your shape, whatever it is. Um, food, like we said before, is food is food and you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. And so long as you're in that calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Um, someone said to me, oh, I had a sandwich for lunch. Do you think that's why I'm not losing weight? The answer is no, that's not why you're not losing weight. You know, you can overeat on healthy food. You can, you know, there's nothing wrong with bread. There's nothing wrong with cake. There's nothing wrong with chocolate so long as you remain in that calorie deficit. And we're going to talk a little bit this week also about fats, aren't we? That's um, our topic. Yes, because we speak a lot about proteins and carbohydrates and um, we speak much less about fats and actually fats are interesting because um, and just very briefly because we'll we'll catch you up on this with a reel um, but you know fats have gone through um, having a really bad rap so in the kind of 80s 90s everything was low fat and um, you know you shouldn't have any fat and blah 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 and nowadays we talk a lot about healthy fats and actually why fats are important to include into your diet. Um, fats do have more calories per gram than protein and carbs. So we still have to be somewhat aware of, you know, how much we're eating when it comes to fats, even healthy fats. But um, healthy fats are good for us. Um, and we will, we'll go into more of that. We will. But, you know, the, the idea is, can fats make you fat? The answer is no, fat specifically can't make you fat. It's the overconsumption of any food that is going to yeah. make you fat. So what tips you over the edge? I mean, that's for you to decide. But, you know, it's the overall consumption of calories that will make you fat. But and like... being aware. I think being aware. So some people just assume that an avocado, let's yeah. say, is a fruit, essentially, or a vegetable, however they want to look at it. What they don't realise is... It... Oh, for some people don't realize that actually avocado can be a very calorific or mm -hmm. is a very calorific fruit or vegetable and if you eat a whole avocado you're looking at something like 400 well, calories it kind of just depends the size doesn't it yes but i'm just just could giving do. you an it idea could. a big one um 400 calories and that's a lot if you're on a you know 15 16 1600 calorie diet 
Um, so just being aware that if yeah. you, even if you overeat on healthy stuff, it can still be very calorific and can. Yeah, we sound we sound like a bit like a broken record when we're dealing with our um, our groups, Ace Transform groups, because anytime someone has said they've eaten, um, I'll make I'll tell you the list. It goes hummus, peanut butter, avocado, olive oil. Um, what else? Yeah, olive oil is a great one. People don't realise that one tablespoon of olive oil is one hundred and twenty calories. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of thing that you can, you know, if you use less of that, then you can help stay within your calories. But that's also um, the kind of thing, easy. but that's also the kind of thing that people don't necessarily measure it out and they just sort of use the bottle glug. and do a glug and they estimate. And if you estimate one spoon instead of two, you're looking at 120 calorie difference, 240 calories instead of 120, which is absolutely humongous. Yeah. Um, and the mistake that everyone makes and, you know, hold your hands up if, if, if that's you is, um, the mayonnaise and we had it yesterday with guacamole and peanut butter. We also have it and hummus. So if you look on the side of a jar of mayonnaise, it will say one tablespoon is this many calories and a tablespoon is 15 grams, one five. Now, if you weigh that out well if you take what you consider a tablespoon and weigh that out it can easily be as much as 40 grams without and you know fitting all onto a tablespoon and that's often what happens people will measure will use a spoon instead of the scales uh, record it as one spoon as the packet says and will have only recorded or allocated almost you know a third or a half of the calories and our telltale is often when we have to play detective and wonder what's going on with clients and why they're not losing weight is they'll say we ask them for their food diary and they'll often say I had a tin of tuna with a spoon a tablespoon of mayonnaise now if you mix I know you don't like mayonnaise with your tuna but if you mix 15 grams of mayonnaise with tuna a tin of tuna it's not enough to mix the whole thing right. and I find that that's always a telltale sign because I tell you 100 grams I mix in my tuna 100 grams of cottage cheese and it is creamy and thick yeah. and yummy and works so well and it doubles your protein it does double your protein um, we were talking about protein yesterday on the food groups. I think we got everyone into edamame pasta. Yes. Um, the, the calories in edamame pasta is identical to the calories yeah. in regular yeah, pasta. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the protein that is, like, it's not just it's high. Amazing. It's what, 40 it's, grams of protein for about 100 grams? Yes, yeah, it's, it's massive. It's, brilliant. it's equivalent to eating fish or meat, yeah, you know, proper brilliant. animal protein. Absolutely brilliant. And what we always do is we mix it in with cottage cheese. Yeah. We're a bit, we're big fans of cottage in case you didn't, <laughs> in case you didn't know. I mean, really, we should be either taking out um, shares in cottage cheese or at least and Greek be getting um, and or be getting yes, paid for be our... getting Yes, we should be getting free cottage cheese and free Faye yogurt because we go on about it all the bloody time. We do. We go on about it all the time. <laughs> Um, but I love uh, cottage cheese that's been melted. I always make like a lasagna with cottage cheese. But that edamame pasta, yeah. my favourite thing in the world is tomato sauce, cottage cheese, mix it all in with the edamame pasta, put it in the microwave to melt it. And then I love to add like a little bit of parmesan on the top. Parmesan's a great cheese because as we know, cheese is really high in fat and therefore very calorific but something like a parmesan is so strong in taste that you don't need very much of it and especially if you if whether you're grating yourself or using it from a pot I just use the pot one it's in such fine um yep. it's, it's very small yep. so it goes far and, um, like and then you pour it. it on and then it like melts a little bit and it's just it's delicious 
It really is delicious. Yeah, and we have tons of ideas um, of, you know, how you can uh, eat really well for lower calories, really high protein. Um, so if you have any questions, yeah, you know where to find them. And also, I noticed yesterday, I was just um, sharing a recipe that I made, which is our tuna cutlets. And we have been putting out one recipe a week on a Friday. I couldn't work out how many years it's been, but for years. Yeah. Which means if you are stuck for a recipe or something to eat or just and want some so inspo. so many of them, we have worked out the nutrition for you as well. We've got the calories, the protein. Um, so if you are counting calories, if you're using my fitness power, yep. this will make it so much easier for you. And most of them, the majority of them, your kids will love as well because we cook for our whole families. Yeah. And um, your kids will love. And they're really easy and not fussy because we also do not have time for fussy cooking. We don't. Um, and I would just add, because often people on my fitness pal don't, people who use my fitness pal don't um, know sort of how to add a recipe. You don't need to add the whole recipe. If we've worked out the calories for you um, and you aren't sort of really paying too much attention about the protein, which is obviously eat lots of protein but not sort of counting the macros, then just add it as a quick add. So if you follow the recipe and you know that you've you've got 500 calories worth of food, rather than trying to enter it, just do a quick add, 500 calories with dinner, and um, and then you're at least, yeah, job done accounted for that food. So that makes life really, really easy. Is there anything else we wanted to discuss on this New Year's um, podcast today? Um, I think one thing before we go, and I think we'd be silly not to discuss it, or naughty not to discuss it, is setting goals. Oh, I like this. So setting goals is, again, a real new year, new me situation. Um, But if you are setting out on a new journey, kind of just stabbing in the dark and not really knowing where you want to go, if it's realistic that you're going to achieve it with a time frame, etc., etc., you again are kind of setting yourself up for failure. Yep. So... We want you to think about what you really, really want to achieve. I'm talking not only weight loss, but, you know, do you want to get stronger? It's not only about building muscle, but is it because you're getting older and you want to make sure that your, you know, your core is stronger and your balance is better? Like, really, really have a good think about why you want to become healthier. Um, And let's start thinking about how you can uh, create goals. So we talk a lot about SMART goals. So SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable. Is it results? The R? It's... And time. Yeah. So you really want to think about um, each thing separately, you know, so specific is, you know, really what you want to achieve, really break down those goals. Measurable is how you are going to measure it. Are you going to be weighing yourself? Are you going to be taking pictures? Are you going to um, be doing fitness testing to see that you're getting stronger if you, if, and, and faster if you are doing it from a more exercise-based um, place? Achievable. So many people, again, like we were saying, set themselves unachievable goals. Break them down. Make it achievable. Do, you know, start by saying, I'm going to do, you know, do, like Anna said before, one workout a week and then in three weeks maybe I'm going to try and fit in another second workout a week. And just try and do it slowly and achievable 
so that you don't end up giving up after a few weeks. Um, then we have got um, the next realistic. one was realistic. And um, I'll, I said, I'll, yeah, I'll give you an example about this, and it's also a bit of a measure of um, achievable. Um, you know, people who join our program, sometimes they say, you know, um, I'm here and I want to lose weight and my goal is to lose 15 kilo. And it's like, yes, that might be the ultimate goal, but to be able to lose 15 kilo when you're not incredibly overweight in 12 weeks, is it's actually not realistic, it's not achievable. So that's, you know, real... You know, you've got to actually have a little think. Is is it possible? Because that's really also, not... Also, trying... I love this one. People on. often come to us and say, you know, I want to look like this person. And this person is a 5 foot 11 mm-hmm. supermodel, right? We all want to look like her. Yeah. But we all, you know, but, but we have to understand that she is born that way, genetically beautiful and genetically gifted. Not everybody's born that way. Yeah, and if you are, if you are five foot three, and you know got a very different body shape, there is absolutely no way you're ever going to look like that five foot eleven supermodel. So look at yourself and think about how you can make yourself, you know, the best that it can be, and try not to compare yourself to anybody else. Um, we just need to talk about the last one, um, which is time. 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 Yeah. So a bit back to those, you know, losing that fifteen kilo in twelve weeks. You know what time frame are we are we dealing with here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. that's but really... here you can break time up into short term, medium term, and long term. Absolutely, goals. and you should. Um, and and having trying to achieve your long term <coughs> goal without thinking about your short term, medium term goal again is likely to set you up for failure because you know if in a year's time you're hoping that you're going to have lost whatever two stone. You might want you. You should really be thinking about what you can do in the next three months, and then what you can do in the next six months before you really think about yeah. that. Yeah, we actually months. haven't set ourselves really um, any strength goals, have we? Um, we were talking about this the other day. I we, think just we usually do. Um, we need I to think have a we're still. Think. Well, no, but I think we're still. We're always striving to be stronger. Um, get stronger, definitely. Um, I'm still. I hate saying this. I almost chasing. feel embarrassed, but I'm still chasing my temper ups. You'll get there. You'll get there. I'm in year three. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've gone. I've gone like many steps forward, and then gone many. It's steps really back. funny because again, that comes down to genetics, doesn't it? We we are all stronger through some movement pl- planes than others. Um, some people can look, and women as well as men can just look at a pull up bar and just you know do yeah. pull ups. And you see it all the time on the internet. But even, you know, someone like Alice Lively, she had just got to her goal of 10 and it's taken her absolute ages as well. So, um, you know, we're not athletes. We are regular people. Um, we just really, we're really strong. I think we're stronger than the majority of, you know, regular population. Um, obviously, like I said, we're not weightlifters. Um, we are weightlifters. We're not bodybuilders. Well, we are. We're, we're not. not. Well, we're not competing. No. <laughs> um... But it's really, it's, it's a nice idea to have some goals. Um, I love strength-based goals. Um, also because they make you feel, in the end, they're the ones that are going to make you feel strong and powerful and independent. Um, and I love that. Definitely. It's, you know, it it's empowering, be, isn't it? And it shouldn't only be about what we look like. And, you yeah. know, it should, a, a lot of it should be how it makes us feel. 
And I think that's really important. Yeah, and also think about outside of health and fitness. I've got a little project that I'm running, a a 366-day project um, with some crocheting, which I'll fill you in all another time. But I'm uh, I'm being made lots of fun of in my middle-agedness. But... Have some I other told things you it was going the on. The electric uh, secateurs, whatever they're called. That, yeah, that you know what? I'm middle aged. That and I'm was cool when with you're it. not yet. We're I, not yet. No, not? No, 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 I'm no. cool with it. No, we're not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I am not giving in. What? I think. When I hit fifty, then I'm middle aged. Do you think? Yeah, that's what I've decided. I just feel like the stage of life we're in, regardless of our age. Yes. I just think we are dealing with things that are grown-up things. Yes. You know? Dealing with, you know, middle-aged things. Teenage (laughs) children. Yeah. A-levels and university exams and GCSEs and all sorts of yucky things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's possibly time to love you and leave you all. Um, hopefully, it's definitely time. <laughs> well, we're 40 minutes in and hopefully you've all had a lovely walk during Whilst we this. have our midlife crisis online. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do anything stupid, I promise. Just a bit of crocheting. Um, well, Charlotte, I don't know. Maybe you'll buy a motorbike or... Yes, I might, I might <laughs> Something. buy a motorbike or a, a little convertible sports car. Uh, you could uh, trade your run in for a couple yes. of uh, 20-something-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Anyway, <laughs> on that note... Um, we'll know if he's listened. This is a good point. Yes. This is a good point. Anyway, happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Um, we are always here from you. We're here for you and we are here to hear from you. Um, we, we'd love your feedback. Just, um, you know, give us something. Give us topics you'd like us to discuss. Um, and if tell you us want if to discuss anything that we've discussed in this podcast, if you are someone that is uh, forever new year new me but actually never sees it through like get in touch with us maybe we can help you see it through yep and if you would like to make a guest appearance on our podcast and think you have something interesting that you can discuss with us we'd love that too um and on that note have a great week have a good one see ya Bye. bye